You're listening to the Leading Healthy Creative Teams podcast with Matt Curtis. This is the podcast that helps you take your creative team from wherever you are today to healthy and effective. Hey friends, thank you for joining me this week on the Leading Healthy Creative Teams podcast. This week I want to talk about burnout again. I didn't really feel like looking back on it today was the right way for me to unpack for you what it looks like to walk through it, identify it, and then bounce back from it. But what I can do today, uniquely today, that I couldn't do even while I was recording those episodes several years ago that you listened to over the last three weeks, I can tell you what's on the other side after a prolonged period of time. So I'm a firm believer that we walk through life and we don't always see what's coming. We don't always know what God has in store for us. And we don't always know why he is allowing certain things to take place in our lives. That was acutely true for me in the midst of burnout. So the story that you heard was full of question marks for me personally, for my wife, for my family. We didn't fully understand what was going on. All we could do in that moment was lean into the promises that were written for us in God's word. Encouragement really wasn't that helpful from other people, if I'm totally honest. The only thing that was helpful for us was going back to God's word and trusting that he's working even if we didn't have a clear sense as to what he was doing. Now that time has passed, I feel like I am able to see with much more clarity what God was doing in that season. I am a firm believer that you don't always get the clarity to see this over your lifetime. I believe that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. Firmly believe that. But I don't believe that that means that he will always reveal all of those things to us. So that's a big caveat for me with this episode. I just want to share this with you, though, because when you're in the midst of a season of burnout, it doesn't feel like any good can come from it. And it doesn't feel like you will be able to be in a good place again, that you may be able to kind of get through it, but the rest of your life will be getting through, not thriving. You will be able to like manage, but not succeed. And so I want to offer some insight into this simply because I am now several years removed. The way I want to do this is a little bit more like sermony than my normal podcast episodes are. In the midst of this challenging season that we were wrestling with, I had the opportunity to share with my parents' Sunday school class. They asked me to speak three weeks and talk about whatever it is I wanted to bring to the table. I wanted to unpack this idea of understanding why. Why is it that God works in our lives? And the way I wanted to do that is by revealing that we don't always know the why, but we do know the mission. I'm going to read a passage and then talk a little bit about how this season of burnout actually really aligns with what it is that I'm seeing here. And as you're wrestling with burnout, you may be asking similar questions that the disciples asked, but I want you to pause for a little bit and I want you to spend your energy really focusing on listening to the voice of God in this season. Because I think this story really illustrates how we are asking questions that won't be answered. And while doing that, we miss hearing what God is actually saying. I'm gonna start by reading Acts 1, 6 through 11, and then we'll go from there. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time gonna restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up to the skies as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. The interesting thing to me about the way that Jesus responded is that it's not that there aren't answers to these questions. It's that it's not ours to know. And I think that's important for us to pay attention to. There's nothing wrong with asking these questions, but we do have to make sure we're not putting a flag in the sand to say we're not moving forward until we get these answers. Because the reality is that we're not going to get all the answers to all the questions that we ask, not this side of heaven. And that's okay. That needs to be okay. And I hope that as we talk more about sort of the, the time that has passed between where I was burning out and today, I'm hoping that you'll be able to lean into the trust that you have in Jesus and that you're able to say, you know what? I trust that all things do work together for the good of those that love him. And I'm not going to get the answer to the question that I keep asking right now, but I'm going to keep moving forward. So that's the first thing here. Jesus didn't answer directly the question. He acknowledged that there was an answer, but he also let them know clearly, you're not going to get it. To me, there's something really interesting about that response. There is a clear statement within these phrases, you know, questions and answers here, where Jesus is saying, you don't need to know everything. And that's really difficult for us. When we're walking through hard seasons, we feel like we are owed justification or an explanation. We need to know why this is happening. But what Jesus is telling us is that you don't need all the answers in order to accomplish the mission. What Jesus does say in response, though, is that you will be equipped to accomplish the mission that you have been given. In verse 8, it says here, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So what we see is we see the question, is this when the kingdom's going to come? Are, are you going to establish the king? Hold on a second here. That's not for you to know. So I'm not answering that question, but I am going to tell you this. You are going to be equipped to accomplish the mission that I've given you. And that is to go and to be witnesses. That's amazing. That's what we need to be focusing on. What is it that God has equipped us to do? And so what we see here is we see an expectation of an answer around a circumstance, and we see God say, that's not yours to know. The details of this circumstance are not yours to know, but I am going to tell you I have a mission for you, and you have been equipped for that mission to accomplish it. And I'm going to tell you what the mission is, to go and to be my witnesses, both here and everywhere. That's what the mission is. And then the last thing that I think is such a compelling addition to this story is this idea of the disciples looking up. And they're just still looking up. And then like they can't see Jesus anymore because a cloud has covered him from view. And they're still looking up. <laughs> As they're looking up, two men appear and ask this question, which I think is a really profound and appropriate question for us. Why do you stand here looking into the sky? <laughs> what are you doing? He's gone now. He's going to come back. Why are you still here? What's fascinating to me here is by bringing this little element to the story, by making sure that this is communicated to us, it helps reveal this tendency that we have to obsess over the things that we don't know, in this case, looking up and wondering, where is he? Is he coming back? Do we just wait here? Like, what's going on? And that pulling us away from what is actually happening around us. There's this temptation that we face, and I think it's acutely present in these seasons of burnout, where we just stall out. We stop. 
We're stuck. We can't move forward. Until we get answers, until we get insights, until we get clarity, we're just going to stick right here and we're going to be staring up (laughs) and waiting. And this reminder from God's word to say, well, hold on a second now. There is a mission still. There is an objective still. There is stuff happening around you still. Even though you don't have the answer to the question that you originally asked, there's still something for you to be doing. I want to talk a little bit about what the last seven or so years have looked like for me, because you've heard through these podcast episodes about my story of burnout. You've heard about some of the challenges that we faced as a family. You've heard about some of the ways that I've been able to bounce back. But now that I'm further removed, I'm in a dramatically different season of life now. So I went from being a full-time creative minister. Well, at that point, I was the communications manager. Then I went to creative team manager. Then I went to creative minister. So there was a lot of transition in my job. And then I left the church at the end of 2020. And then I started in a role with a nonprofit called Kingdom One. And I worked there for about a year. And then I started my own business where I'm focused on helping churches build healthy creative teams. You may may have heard that before. I felt this pressure point as I was leaving. When I was leaving my job, I wanted to be an executive pastor at some point because I wanted to create a healthy environment for teams to exist. Well, now fast forward seven years, what am I doing? I'm helping organizations build an environment that's healthy for their staff teams to exist. So I had a very clear plan as to what it would look like for me to move into what I believed God was calling me to do. This season of burnout for me, it was actually critical because through burnout, I realized that I needed to let go of some things. That's that second episode of the series of three here, identifying burnout. I realized that I was contributing to my own burnout in a lot of different ways. And I wanna make sure that that's clear because I wouldn't have been able to level up as a leader had I held on to those things. Now, I'm not going to say that every element of the context in which I was serving was healthy. I think it was a very complex time for a lot of us. I think leadership was doing its best. Leadership was trying to navigate the complexity of this new model of ministry. We were stepping into multi-site earlier than many. There were other multi-site churches, but it was still a relatively new thing. And even those who were further ahead of us, they were still figuring things out. And so the nature of uncertainty was what was contributing to so much of the challenge and the frustration that I was wrestling with. I was also demanding more clarity than was reasonable. I was wanting answers to things that there were no answers to. And in a lot of ways, I sort of feel like I'm standing there and I'm looking up to leadership and I'm like, all right, guys, well, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to sit here and wait until you have answers. And there's other people around me saying like, I mean, look, I get it. You want answers. But there's stuff happening around you, very similar to how the disciples were so obsessed with looking up, consumed with looking up. And it's like, but but what about Jerusalem? You're equipped now. Pay attention to the world around you. There was this real challenge that I was wrestling with that really felt similar to what was going on here in this passage in Acts. But here's the part that I find to be particularly compelling. So when I came back to working for the same organization, I had a totally different attitude and a totally different approach. I had let go of so many of the things that I was frustrated about and that I was sort of demanding. And so essentially I walked in and I said, okay, look, whatever it is that I can do, I'll do. Whatever it is I can't do, I won't do. I mean, that's the nature of everything in life. So that's not rocket science. It's not an innovative approach to anything. But I accepted that at a different level. 
And when I did, I became way more receptive to learning how to grow as a leader. I had this conversation actually just a couple weeks ago. I think I was actually talking to a client (laughs) and we were talking about this tension and burnout and we were just navigating some of this space. Legitimately, what I'm building today with Lunchtime Heroes would not have existed had it not been for this season of growth that I experienced after having gone through my burnout, going back to the same organization, having a totally different posture in the way that I approached problem solving, and being a sponge that was excited and willing to learn humbly and guess my way through the process of growing as a leader in the midst of an already complicated season. Had I not had that mindset shift, I don't know if I would have learned the skills in a practically applicable way that I have today in order to help churches with their challenges in their creative teams. And so what I want to share with you today is a degree of hope. I want you to hear that this season that you're in, if it's particularly challenging, just join me here in trusting that God has a plan for this season in your life. I don't know what it's going to be. For me, I wanted to start a business since I was in college. I was the kid who would go around and pick up cans from the neighbors and then take them to the recycling center and make some cash. I would pick tomatoes in the backyard and I'd sell them in the neighborhood. Like I got in trouble in school, in elementary school, because I would go to the 99 cent store and I would buy four packs of bubble gum for a dollar and then I would sell them for 50 cents at the schoolyard. I have always been business minded but I've always been hesitant because there's too much risk. (laughs) There's too much uncertainty. I wanna make sure that I'm providing for my family. I wanna make sure that I'm able to, if you've listened to some of the past episodes, I wanna make sure that I'm able to afford insurance. That's always the hang up. So I look at the last several years and I see that God was breaking me of my attitude, of my, my need for clarity, my ability to operate outside of clarity sometimes. That was growing but he was developing me as a leader. He was putting me in really challenging situations that I knew I couldn't run from because if I was gonna be an executive pastor, I can't just run because there's a hard situation. That's what I'm called to do. I'm called to be in that role. And so I was in that role now. I didn't have the escape of leaving anymore. I couldn't just quit my job if things got tricky or frustrating. I had to stay, I had to lean in and I had to solve the problem. That developed me more than anything else that I've ever experienced. There's no class that can teach you that. Because if you have the option to leave and you just pull the ripcord when things get tricky, you're not going to be a long-term contributor to any organization, let alone a church. And so that was removed and it developed me. It refined me. It prepared me. So fast forward to today, I have conversations with churches that are struggling with their creative team whether it be an interim type role where a communications leader has left, whether a team has imploded. I've had teams that are just struggling with not a lot of people on the team. That's usually an indicator that there's some cultural unhealth that happens. They're bringing me in and I'm having these conversations with the different leaders of the different churches. And you know what's wild? Every time I have a conversation, I say, these are some of the things that I've experienced. It kind of went like this or like that. And every time it resonates with the church leader. They're like, this is exactly what's going on here. Well, the only reason I know this is because God brought me through a season that was really hard. He brought me through a season that was really taxing and really challenging. He brought me through a season where I began to lose a little bit of hope that it could get better. But now on the other side, that season that was sort of like an 
existential questioning of things. You know, should I be serving the church? Should I be doing other things? It was the intentional path that God walked me down to prepare me for where I am today. Now, I'm not telling you I have all the answers, but I'm just saying I've seen some things. And the only reason I've seen some things is because God took me on the road that let me see some things. And so now I'm sitting here and I'm able to run a business, which is a dream. I am able to serve multiple churches, which is a dream. I'm able to come alongside church leaders and encourage them and give them perspective, be a sounding board, give them advice, and to help them lead well in the church that they feel called to minister to and to minister in. Are you kidding me right now? There's no way I could have drawn that up. There's no way. My assumption was I'll go to another church and hopefully it'll be better. That was the plan that I had. But instead, I look back over these years and I see that God has very intentionally and strategically positioned my experiences against where I was hoping to go as a leader. And he developed me to be someone who could lean in and continue to work with and help the church. So I want to share that with you just because this season of burnout, if that's where you find yourself, it's a hopeless season often. And one of the things that we cling to is this idea that God is good no matter what, that God cares for us no matter what. Like I mentioned earlier, that he works all things together for the good of those who love him. All things, not like you got a raise today, not like you got a promotion today. Sure, he uses those too, <laughs> but all things that you're going to have to go back to the job you just quit. Oh, dang, I don't like that. God works that as well. A big part of the reason I wanted to share a little bit of this context and really this longer timeline view is because you may have trouble trusting that yourself. I know I did. I didn't believe that I could heal in place. I didn't believe that I could continue to minister in that context. There's no way, no way. In fact, I thought God's provision and grace was opening the door to another opportunity for me. That's what I thought. And it wasn't. There's just so much that God has done through this really weird season in our lives. But I'm far enough removed from the epicenter of it where I can sit here and I can tell you with confidence, whatever it is that's going on in your life, God will use it for your good. You're not going to see it today, potentially. You may not see it next week. I didn't see it for probably seven years. And it's only now in the conversation, you know, a couple of weeks ago with a client where I made that comment where I said, man, legitimately how God prepared me through that season of burnout and post burnout it was that season that prepared me to be able to run the business that I'm running now. And I kind of paused in the conversation. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'd never seen that. But now I'm starting to see some of those things, some of the fruit that is being produced from the seeds that God planted years ago. So hear me when I say this. I'm going to be praying for you. Shoot me a message if you're in a situation like this and you could use prayer. Please do. I would love to be praying specifically for you. And I want you to be really challenged by this. Have faith that God is using the season that you're in, even if it's hard, even if it's challenging, because his word promises that he will. And I know for me, I've seen that in my own life that he will. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leading Healthy Creative Teams. This podcast is just one of the ways Lunchtime Heroes helps build healthy creative teams in the church. Stay up to date on the latest by signing up for the Creative Bites email at lunchtimeheroes.co.